What's going on guys? It's your boy Scrub here back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am. Happy Halloween. I figured I would do uh, something a little bit special today. I've got a couple of scary stories that have been sent in to me, so I thought I'd put them together in a video for y'all. They're all new stories, like none of these I've made before or anything, so uh, yeah, happy Halloween. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alright, so the first story that got sent in to me was this guy who was trying to scare all of his friends in school back in the day, so him and his group of friends decided to make up like a horror story about something in the area that had escaped and was going to attack people, and they were going to have one of their friends kind of dress up as this like escaped crazy person, this escaped convict, and scare everyone. And so him and this really tight group of friends start planning it, and one of them happened to have a gray jumpsuit. That'll be important later. And he says, perfect, you know, we can take all of our friends out in the woods, do a little bonfire, start telling this story, and when we get to the climax of the story where everyone's going to be freaking out thinking there's this escaped maniac on the loose, you run through in your gray jumpsuit and everyone will lose it. And they think it's a great idea, so it comes to that Friday night. They all go out in the woods, they're building this bonfire, they get it going. And then one of them suggests the idea to tell a scary story. And the person that sent this in to me is like, oh, I have one. Have you guys heard of that guy that just escaped prison a couple days ago? And they're like, no, what happened? And he starts to tell this story of a guy that had been kidnapping all these people and keeping them in a shipping container in his backyard and the police caught him. And apparently he wasn't sorry at all. Like if anything, he missed locking people in shipping containers and he escaped jail and he always said he was going to avenge being locked up. And, you know, he's telling it a lot more intensely. I don't know the exact story time, but everybody's slowly getting more scared. A couple people are like, dude, come on. Like, this isn't real, bro. Come on. And somebody asks, like, well, what is he wearing? And he says, oh, he's probably wearing the jumpsuit he escaped from the prison in. And when he says that, or says that, sorry, he hears rustling behind him, and he assumes it's his friend in the gray jumpsuit rushing out to scare everyone. But everyone starts freaking out, even the friends that are in on it, and it's coming from behind him. So he gets scared, and he turns around, and what he sees sends chills down his spine. Because it is someone in a jumpsuit, but it's not his friend. It's like a 55-year-old man with a terrible hairline in an orange jumpsuit sprinting towards him. And when he gets to the guy telling the story, he, like, shoulder checks him. You know when you're walking through the hallway and you bump into somebody's shoulders? He does that to him. He knocks him down and then just sprints through the group off through the woods. And everyone's freaking out, especially the people that are in on the story, because that's not a part of the plan. And they're like, what was that? What was that? And as they're trying to figure it out, the guy in the gray jumpsuit runs up to them and is like, did you guys see the guy in the jumpsuit? I have no clue who that was. I have nothing to do with that. And when they see the guy in the gray jumpsuit is scared too, and he has nothing to do with it, they're all freaking out. And the entire group like puts out the bonfire as fast as possible. And they start sprinting out of the woods to their car. They just want to get out of there as fast as humanly possible. They have no clue who the guy is in the jumpsuit running through the woods or why he shoulder checked them or anything like that. But they're all shaking, scared. So they get back to the cars and they're driving home. And in one car is the group of everyone that was in on the story. And of course, they start pressing the guy in the gray jumpsuit. They're like, come on, man, you definitely hired that guy to come scare us. Like, just be honest with us. It was hilarious, but like, come on, just be honest with us. We know you must have hired that guy. 
and he is as white as a ghost, just pure fear, and he's like, guys, I would tell you if I hired that dude. I have no clue who that is. And to this day, they have never figured out who the old man in the prison jumpsuit was running through the woods, like, bumping into people. They looked it up on the internet and, like, they didn't find any escaped convicts in the area, so it's not like it was a real one, but no one has any clue who it is or why they were there. If anything, that makes it even scarier that there's just potentially some old guy running around the woods in a jumpsuit LARPing as an escaped con. That's a very bizarre thing to get up to on a Friday night, but needless to say, they never went back there and had another bonfire. I would just be on the lookout, okay? I I would not be vibing in the woods alone if I lived in this area. Alright, so this next one a guy sent in to me, and he had just moved into a new house in a new state where he wasn't really familiar with the area. He had, like, done a little bit of research into the house itself. It looked really nice. It looked like it wasn't one of those that they just kind of let fall apart and kept renting. And more importantly, it was a pretty good deal, so he had decided to rent it. He only had to sign, like, a six-month lease. So he gets there, and the rest of the neighborhood isn't as nice as this house, but it doesn't feel like it's a bad neighborhood or anything. There's nothing that gives him the impression that it's sketchy or he should be worried at all. And uh, he goes about moving his stuff in, and he's setting it all up, and for some reason, he just has this weird vibe. Almost like he's being watched, and so he goes around the house looking for everything, like just seeing if there's maybe something someone left behind, a camera or something. It's really sending chills down his spine, he just feels like he's being watched, but he can't find anything, so he just goes back to setting everything up. And after the first day of moving in, if you've ever moved before, you know there's like that awkward first day where your bed's kind of set up on the floor, everything's half set up. Nothing feels comfortable yet. That's kind of where he's at. But he's laying there, and he can't sleep. Normally, this dude has the ability to pass out anywhere, new spot or not, but he is just really feeling paranoid, like he's scared almost. And as he's laying there, tossing and turning, he's pretty sure he hears the side gate open to the backyard. You know where, like, if you walked up from the street up that side of the house, you could get to that, like, back gate? It almost sounds like someone just opened it and pushed it open. And it was grass up to the gate, and then after that was like a bunch of rocks. And he immediately knows that it definitely was the side gate, because after the side gate opens, he starts to hear like the crunching of rocks, and it sounds like someone's in his backyard now, walking along the back of the house into the backyard. And so that freaks him out, he gets up, he grabs like a baseball bat that he has next to his bed, and he runs over to the back door, which is a slider. In the backyard had a light that he had turned off because he just assumed no one was going to be in his backyard in the middle of the night, it's not like that's something you usually prepare for. So he flicks on the light so that way there's light in the backyard and he's listening for the footsteps and the footsteps stop. And this sliding door's there but it has blinds on it so you can't see. And so he's just kind of sitting there waiting, listening to see if the person's going to keep coming, what they do. And he hears the footsteps starting to go back towards the gate, like the rocks are crunching away. And so he turns around and he starts running to the front door to try to like see who's coming out the side of his house. He doesn't want to really confront them, but he just wants to know like, is it a group of people? Is it a bunch of people? What's going on? Who's on the side of my house? So he runs to the front door opens it and yells who's there and looks to like the left which is the side of the house they're on and all he sees is somebody in like a black hoodie with the hood up so he has no clue what they look like anything about them they could have long hair bro they could be bald as mr clean 
all he sees is just a black hoodie running away as fast as humanly possible into the night. And so he goes back inside and closes the door. It's not like he's going to chase them. Who knows what they're up to? They were obviously willing to, like, go sneaking into his backyard. He doesn't want to chase them and find out what they're up to. And he calls the cops just because he doesn't know what's going on. And they come over and they're like, oh, yeah, we get calls like this all the time in this area. You know, it's not that uncommon. It's not the greatest area. And he's kind of confused because they're acting nonchalant. And he didn't know a ton about the area. But it becomes apparent as to why he got such a good deal on the rent on this place. Because apparently it's so common for people to just be, like, trying to break into your backyard that the people come out there and they're like, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. You live here. So whatever. They leave. They don't really do anything to reassure him or whatever. And he goes back inside and has to try to go to sleep. And he's still there just because he signed the lease. There's not much he can do now. But he's just kind of uh, been a little paranoid ever since. Like, any noise late at night or anything he hears, he just assumes someone's coming into his house. Which has to suck. I'm not saying it's great, but that's literally the worst luck ever. The first night in your new neighborhood, someone tries to break in and then you call the cops and they're like, yeah, it is what it is. Probably do a little bit more research before you sign a lease next time. At least you learned that lesson, but it's only for six months. It would suck way more if you were like, oh, this is such a great deal. I'm going to sign a two-year lease, you know? At least you can leave after a bit. And the person hasn't come back. I don't know. Maybe they knew the person who used to live there, you know? Like, I I don't know the situation. All I know is that uh, it would freak me out if I, like, felt someone on the side of my house, heard them, went to go look. And all I see somebody is in a hoodie just running away into the night, and I don't know who it is. That'd probably freak me out, too. All right, so this next one was a person who didn't believe in ghosts. It's not like they hated the idea. It's not like they, like, ridiculed people who did. They just personally had never had any supernatural experience, so they didn't believe in it. Which I get. I guess, like, that's kind of where I'm at, you know? I've never had a ghost come tap me on the shoulder. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm not challenging them. Please don't come haunt me or anything. I'm just not 100%. But they ended up moving into this really old apartment. And when I say really old, I don't mean from, like, the 50s, 60s. I'm talking about this building was a few hundred years old. Possibly there'd been, like, a witch trial out in front of it. That's how old this building was. And when they went in to rent a unit, the owner had told them that, like, some people had had some supernatural experiences. So if that was something that they were really afraid of, you know, they couldn't get out of the lease for it. Which goes to imply that they have had people come in, rent a unit, and get so freaked out that they try to get out of their contract before. But as I said, this person didn't really believe in them in the first place. So, like, they just thought it must have been a quirky little thing that had happened before. They didn't think too much of it. And they still signed for it because they really liked the apartment and they thought it was really cool that the building had all this history to it. And for the first few weeks, they have no weird experiences, but they end up having a friend over from work and they're talking about the building. And he mentions that the owner had like talked about how some people have had weird experiences and they couldn't use it to get out of the lease. And their friend starts really making fun of the concept. They're like, oh, what, the ghost is going to come and try to convince you to break your lease? I can't believe people would be that dumb, you know? There's no way that would ever happen. Like, that's so silly. And for whatever reason, when they started doing that, like, chills started going down the person that lived their spine, and uh, they changed the subject pretty quickly. But whatever, their friend's hanging out for a bit, inevitably goes home. And that night, they're laying in bed, and for whatever reason, they're, like, afraid to fall asleep. I don't know if you've ever had that feeling, but every now and then, I'll be like, I don't want to have a bad dream. 
That sounds dumb, but that's kind of like the feeling that they were having. It was almost like they knew something weird was going to go down. But inevitably, you can only fight sleep for so long, so they go to sleep. And they have a really, really bad, weird dream. Basically, they dream that they're in the perspective of someone else in their apartment. And they're kind of like going through their apartment at night. And then they walk in and they watch themselves sleep. And it was like a dream where they wanted to wake up, but they couldn't. They were just watching themselves sleep. And of course, that's insanely freaky. Imagine knowing you're dreaming, but you're not in control of it. And you're like watching the perspective of someone watching you. So of course, they're just kind of sitting there in this dream terrified. It was almost like a sleep paralysis type of vibe. And the next morning when they like wake up and snap out of it, they are freaking out, right? They're laying in bed, not knowing what was going on, what any of it was. And they finally work up the courage to go out and explore the rest of the house and just be like, what happened? And when they go out and start looking around, they're even more scared because when they go into the kitchen, all of the cabinet doors are open, all of the drawers are pulled out, and it's freezing. They go over to the thermostat. The thermostat says it's like 75, but there's no way. Like in the kitchen, it literally felt like they needed a parka or something because it was just so frigid in there. That really freaks them out, and they're starting to get paranoid that there might be a ghost in the house. But whatever, they put on a brave face, they get ready for work, and they go to work, and they, like, go to their friend, and they say, Listen, I gotta tell you something. And they start explaining to them the dream, and what happened, and how they're really freaked out. And their friend's face doesn't look like it's about to make fun of them. It looks like their friend is starting to get really scared. And the friend cuts them off before they finish and they like say, listen, I don't want you to tell me anymore because I don't want to think about it anymore. But I'm just going to let you know that I had a very, very similar dream, like the exact same dream. And uh, yeah, that is absolutely insane to me, bro. Imagine everything is like telling you that there might be ghosts in this apartment. Nothing's going on. Your friend comes over, makes fun of them. That night, you have a terrible dream that someone's watching you sleep. All your drawers and cabinets are open. You go to work and the same person that was making fun of ghosts, like, oh, that's so stupid, tells you that they don't want to hear anymore because the dream freaked them out too much. And after that, they went home and, like, sat on the couch. They didn't know what to do, so they just kind of talked out loud and were like, hey, I'm really sorry for my friend, you know, if it offended you, but I, I don't want any issues. Like, I believe in you. We're all good. And as weird as it sounds, since then, they haven't had any more weird dreams or anything. There hasn't been any more mornings, like, with the cabinets opening up and the drawers opening up. Maybe he just had issue with, uh, you making fun of him, you know? He's like, listen, I'm in this weird in-between realm for a bit. I don't know how to get out of here. The least you could do is be a little bit supportive. I can't scare you out of this apartment. All right, so this next one was sent in to me by a guy that was at the park playing basketball. He just, like, liked to go do that when he needed to clear his head, think a little bit. So he had just decided to go play some basketball, and it was later in the day on, like, a weekday, like 8 p.m. on a Wednesday. And it just so happened that he was the only guy there. And at this particular park, the basketball courts were right by the road. And there was a fence to stop the balls from, like, going out into traffic and being hit by a car or whatever, but it was pretty easy for somebody to go around the fence from the road if they wanted. And he's alone just shooting the ball, and he hears behind him, like, a car slamming on the brakes. You know when the brakes screech, the tires squeal? It just sounds like a car is slamming on its brakes so hard that it might break itself. 
he hears that noise and that's not something you're used to hearing if you're just like at the park playing basketball so he turns and he sees that there's a car in the middle of the road just stopped there and whoever's in it is like looking his direction he can just tell that all three heads are looking at him and he's not sure what's going on but he just gets a weird feeling and out of the car jumps two dudes with ski masks on and they don't say anything they just start sprinting towards him and they start coming around the fence And if you're just at the park minding your own business playing basketball and all of a sudden two dudes with ski masks start running at you, you're probably going to do the smart thing and take off running. You're not going to sit there and be like, hey guys, what's up? Can I help you? What's going on? Are you guys lost? Do you need directions? Obviously, they're not up to anything good. And if they are up to something good, then that's a stupid way to go about being uh, up to something good. So they start getting close to him and he takes off running. And it's evident that they're chasing him because he's running and he leaves his stuff and keeps running away thinking that they were just going to come like steal his stuff. But instead of running over to his stuff, grabbing it and running back to the car, when he looks back over his shoulder, they're still chasing them. So he thinks that they're there to steal his stuff, but it becomes evident that they're not there for the stuff that's there. They're there for him. So he's sprinting and the two guys in the ski mask are chasing him. And he's probably running for like a good half mile with them just on his back. And he's zigging and zagging through a neighborhood at this point and he finally loses them. And he's literally hopped the fence into like some random person's backyard and he's sitting there trying to catch his breath because he's like adrenaline is pumping. He felt like he was literally just running for his life. And he finally is like, okay, I'm just going to go like get in my car and go home because he had his keys with him. That was the only thing that he did grab when he was running. So he gets back and he like slowly walks back to the park, making sure there's no car waiting or anything. And he gets back to the basketball court and what he sees makes him even more scared about the situation. And it already freaks him out. Imagine being chased for like half a mile by two guys in ski masks. That's an insanely scary thing. But when he gets back to the basketball court, he looks and all of his stuff is still there. It doesn't even look like anyone walked up to it and like rifled through it to see what was going on, if there was anything worth taking. All of his stuff is there. And you might be thinking like, oh, isn't that a good thing, you know, that nothing got taken? And yeah, it's good that nothing got stolen. But then it's like, why were they coming after me? Obviously, you don't ever want to get robbed, but you know, they charge you with the ski mask, you run away, they take your stuff, they get back in the car, they leave. Like that, that makes sense. But if they didn't take anything, then what were they possibly planning for you, you know? Like, that makes him even more scared. So he grabs his stuff as fast as he can, runs to his car, gets in the car, and gets out of there. Doesn't really want to think about why they were chasing him or what was going on, but he has avoided that park ever since, which is probably for the best. I feel like if you have a chance of being kidnapped at the park, you should just avoid that park. Just a general rule of thumb. Those guys were definitely up to no good, though. Like, there's no way they were bringing him a birthday cake, you know? Like, that, that's not what was going on. They weren't trying to give him a, a prize. Sir, sir, you're the 8,000th visitor to this website. We're here to deliver you your iPad. That was definitely not what was going on, and I think he made the right choice by literally sprinting as fast as humanly possible in the other direction. All right, so this last one is more like Final Destination-esque, but this guy was at the skate park one day, and this skate park happened to be located on a road, but it was built up on a concrete platform. So, you know, in order to have the ramps be above the rest of the skate park, the road came up to the curb, the curb went up to like this dirt, the dirt went up like a foot kind of in a dirt ramp thing, like with grass, and then there was about three feet of concrete. 
and the three feet of concrete at the top was a small pad where you would use to like drop into the ramp and get to the rest of the skate park. And because that concrete pad was there, there wasn't a fence or anything because the road that was leading up to it was not a road people were supposed to be going fast on. And it was very apparent you weren't supposed to go up there because there's a giant concrete wall. Whatever, the person that sent this to me is standing up on that, like, pad thing, and they hear a car coming. And so they look back, and they see a car coming a little bit too quickly, like, straight at the wall. And it pops up over the curb, keeps going, and smacks into this concrete wall at probably 15 miles per hour. Not enough to decimate the car, it's not like the person would have been very seriously injured, but it's enough to make the car get damaged and set the airbags off. It's definitely not something you want to happen to your car. And so the airbags go off, the windshield breaks, and of course the entire skate park is like, what happened? And they run over there and they start looking for the person to make sure they're okay. And this old man, not like crazy old, not like he shouldn't have been driving old, but retired old, gets out and he's like, it's fine, it's fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And he explains that he had just got these new, like, floor mat things off the internet, you know, and they didn't fit right. And so when he pushed the gas pedal down, the floor mat slid and made his gas pedal stick down. And thank goodness it only got up to, like, 15 miles per hour because that could have gotten a lot worse. But they look, and sure enough, the gas pedal is, like, stuck, depressed down. And so he calls the, the fire department or, like, the police, 911, whatever, like, the accident management people. And uh, they're kind of waiting there for a bit, and they pull up, and they start asking everyone what happened, and they ask the subscriber where he was standing, and he's, like, right there. And they have a weird look, and they're like, dude, you were probably a good, like, two feet away from being uh, hit by that car. If that concrete little pad wasn't there, that would have ended very badly. And he hadn't really thought about it until that moment, but when they pointed it out to him, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely came a little bit closer than I ever wanted to to being uh, sandwiched right there. Hopefully this doesn't activate some, like, uh, Final Destination voodoo or anything. Anyways, guys, I think that's gonna do it for the video. Hope you enjoyed. I just, uh, I don't really do a ton of the, like, less funny stories, so I thought this would be fun for Halloween. If you did enjoy, be sure to press the like button. Let me know what you thought in the comment section down below. And if you want to listen to the audio, I do post these on Spotify. Feel free to go check that out. Link down below. And, uh, yeah, on that note, don't get anyone pregnant. If you do, make sure they're hot, and I'll see you guys next time. I'm out. Peace.